Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome to uh, Under the Radar with me, Sean Hughes. My guest today, one newbie, one old favourite. Tell us who you are. Clint. Edwards. Yeah, you're not. I thought you were just going to go for because Clint's such a great name. I wouldn't ever mention the Edwards. Yeah, I didn't get to choose either. It was more my parents. Yeah, but Clint is a cool name. Thanks. Although it does, and yeah, it's it's all right. I like it. But when you're at school, you quickly find out that. Uh, can I swear? Yeah. Right. It sounds like Clit and looks like cunt if you write it down. Yeah, you didn't need to say that. <laughs> and my other guest today... Uh, hello, my name is Imran Yusuf, and this is my second time on Sean Hughes' lovely podcast. Do you want to say cunt at any point? <laughs> no, no, it's too, early, it? it's too early in the day for, for that kind of language. I, I wait until at least 8 o'clock when I'm on stage to drop the C-bomb. I, I asked... Yeah, but I thought you were just going to say a pleasant kind of, kind of <laughs> name they gave you, like, oh, you're like the guy from the Spiral Carpets. I wasn't expecting that. <laughs> and we have uh, our professor in today. Uh, tell us about yourself. Oh, hello, I'm Dr Hans Zimmer. Oh, uh, a doctor? Yes, indeed, yes. I've just come in specially for the show from Cologne. Cologne? Yes. and um, Lovely area. Uh, lovely, lovely. And I just wanted to really talk about um, the fact that regular exercises can negate the uh, harm from uh, drinking lots of alcohol. Right, so, Clint, do you drink a lot of alcohol? I try to, but living in London is quite expensive, so that prevents I th- I me. I think the prices are pretty similar in the country. No. Are you, have you ever been to Wales? Oh, don't get me... Me and Clint did a gig last week in Bristol, and uh, we had a three-hour journey, which felt like five. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, and he's obsessed by Wales, because you lived in Wales for a while, didn't you? Yeah, I lived in Wales for, uh, I don't know, 15 years? More? Just, not just because of drink prices. This isn't like an, an auction. More? <laughs> More? Maybe I, it was I don't 16. Know. Yeah, I went there for uni, met a Welsh lady and stayed. You're back on talking about the ex-girlfriend. Oh, my God. <laughs> that was four hours of the journey. <laughs> and so um, your passion, you're, you're, I think, the most passionate person I've ever met about comedy. Oh, wow, thank your, you. Your passions That's are comedy, thank you. sharks, and yeah. love, I think. <laughs> in Jackie order. Chan, Nintendo, and sharks. Those are my three subjects of expertise. So have you seen a shark lately? Um, n- lately? Um... No, not lately. Not lately. I don't think I've been to an aquarium. Well, Matt, I might have done. I can't remember. I've been to, like, a lot of places. So you drink a lot? Well, I get high a lot. No, actually, I don't get high a lot. I don't get high enough. I do it once in a while. What, That's on, my... on the spliffy-whiffy? On, on, the, on the dimethyltryptamine, but that, not done that for a year, and on the spliffy-whiffy when So when what's, the fir- what's the first one? Dimethyltryptamine, DMT. It's the most powerful hallucinogen in the world, and when you smoke it, you will realise that God, aliens and angels and the rest of it are more real than you can ever conceive. I've never heard of this. Have you, Clint? Yeah, yeah. Joe Rogan talks about it all the time. You know, like, it's basically like this. You smoke it, and the moment you smoke it, 
you realise that you are just wearing Clint Ed- Edwards, you are just wearing Sean Hughes, and you are just consciousness, independent so, of your ethnicity or so orientation. We're not or ourselves. You're, you're not. You're not that avatar. That yeah. But you then are. I took I took magic mushrooms exactly. once, and I I turned into a Japanese schoolgirl. That doesn't mean when I became straight again, I was going, oh, I'm definitely a Japanese schoolgirl <laughs> under this Clint avatar. Yeah, but that it's you're independent of that. In, mm. You realize that's how powerful it is. I should is. try it. Like. You just go, wow! I'm just having this human experience. See, um, I had you down as very clean living. Well, I am. It is clean because it's not bad for you. As soon as it wears off. Sorry, you're talking about <laughs> aliens and angels. <laughs> I yeah, think it is but bad it for you. Mean that it doesn't. Yeah, but as soon as it's done, as soon as you come out of the trip, you can go drive a car, operate machinery. There's no. There's no. Uh, well, anyway, it's a bit of peace of mind yeah. for you. I'll go back and to that heavy, heavy machinery. Normal. Are you uh, operating heavy machinery a lot? <laughs> All the time. <laughs> All the time. <laughs> no, because I haven't seen you for ages. It's been a while. I, d- I think I did this podcast about a year and a half, two yeah, years Yeah, so now. what have you been up to? Um, uh, trying to uh, sort my... My, my my life out. Uh, well, so what we've done. So you know, yeah, from Clark, the kind of <laughs> coming down from drugs, pieces, life uh, you know, together. Fe- our fellow comedian friend, Mr. Tim Clark. Yeah. Well, him and I have written a sitcom, and uh, we're making it, and we're making the sitcom, and we're doing it without a channel, without a commissioner, without any of these like. That means you're not making it. No, it's physically being made. It's physically. We have you start. got cameramen? Yes, we've got okay. everything. We've got right. everything. And what are you going to what, what are you going to do with it though? What we're going to do is that we're shooting a teaser trailer to crowdfund the pilot, right? And then we're going to take it to Netflix and sell it. That's very confident. Of course, you, this is it. This is what the power of DMD does. You've got to realise your life. Did you write it on this drug? No, I, I wrote it, realised that I needed help, got Tim Clark involved. He's a structural genius when it comes to uh, script editing. Uh, he, he's pro- it's like, it's a, we've got a great relationship. We turn up, we write together, there's no nonsense, we don't procrastinate, we just get on it, we, uh, get on with it and just produce a lot, a lot of work. No, I think the first way that you said it, we get on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get on it. So, yeah, we're to make it and you realise, you know... Well, good luck with that. Yeah, I think as comedians, we've known, you know, your life isn't about, like, hey, I want to do this, and then you seek permission, and then, you know, people tell you what you can do and what your potential is. No, if you want something from life, you go out and you just do it. I don't know, Ram. I had to press a buzzer just to get in here today. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait for someone to open the door. I teleported through the door. <laughs> <laughs> He's on that drug again. <laughs> he thinks... I'm an angel, <laughs> and you're a shark at the moment. Right? Okay. And that. this is the other thing you realise: you realise that everybody you meet is a reflection of you. That's all anybody is, right? And to some degree, we all admire something within each other, and we all. Uh, uh, th- th- so you know, I look at Sean. Have you ever seen Sean's solo shows? Have you ever? I, I've, yeah. I think I've gone to about three of them, and it's phenomenal. I'm around a lot. Of but you're sat there going, "That's me up there." <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a reflection. <laughs> oh, I should try this drug. Sean, I am phenomenal. Sean Hughes is a reflection of how potentially good I can become if right. I put in the effort that he puts in. Because okay. I'm around a lot of circuit comedy, which is great, and it makes you... But you're doing lots of strong. shows at the moment, though. Well, um, yeah, cl- club work. So at the moment, um, I've, been, I've been on my own now for two and a half years. Don't have an agent. Like That whole like Imran Yusuf dream to take over the world kind of uh, plateaued. <laughs> and, and that's like the, the problem is a generous term I can give it. Um, but I realise comedy is my passion. And when you watch other people who do it and put the effort... You are very passionate well, about thank it. Thank you. Uh, well, you know, and it's when I watch I'm exhausted, like you know, watch Jeff. Clint hasn't got an agent <laughs> either. So when I watch your shows, I realise, wow, that's somebody who's playing it at the highest level, who's not just doing setups and punchlines, but is... Champion League, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. Honestly, I know <laughs> it's probably doing a huge boost to his ego, but if you go and watch Sean's shows, you're like, man, I need to be doing this kind of stuff. And you go and watch Sean, you're like, I've just... I've just got to make that leap. Well, I did 50 minutes in front of uh, Clint on Saturday, and he didn't even go, nice one. 
<laughs> just when we were driving back in the car, he went, Can I ask you a personal question? I went, Yeah. He went, Have you taken heroin? He's <laughs> <laughs> none of this, like, I love that bit you did about such and such. That is true. Because <laughs> Clint tends to compare a lot, so his job in life is pretty much finding out what people do for a living. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah. And Clint knows what a lot of people heroin. in this country do for a living. And how long they've been in relationships. Yeah. <laughs> But um, but you mainly compare though. You don't compare at all. I do. I compare loads. And do you like that? I, I enjoy it. I love co comparing. Made me a better comic because it changed the way my brain worked. Allowed me to instead of go out there with a script to be able to talk to people, and then if somebody said something relevant, something I've got, go and pick that out. The Philo facts, if you like, of my material. I love Philo facts. We're not in the eighties. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Many of that. I'm thirty six. And then sorry. lightning quick, I page it straight through to the gig. <laughs> <laughs> so um, yeah, I, I love comparing. So I, I, I compare. I do sets. I do the cutting edge at the comedy store. I've got it tonight, by the way. Uh, just thought I'd plug that to anyone who's listened to this retrospectively. Yeah. <laughs> at some point in the future. Yeah, this uh, goes out in about three yeah. months. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And I'm also writing. I want. I'm writing my next solo show, and that's where I remember the first time I came to see you was at the. In Camden, is it except oh, I forgot? Yeah, except, yeah, yeah Central Theatre. Like yeah. And Paul Tonkinson was there. And when you know, when Tonks is coming to watch another comedian, you know you're onto a winner because he's the comic that a lot of people look well, up to. We well. had we had this weird thing, didn't we? Because yeah. uh, Clint was driving me home uh, on Saturday, and we just there was loads of diversions, mm. and we stopped off at this like piss pot kind of just a tiny little petrol station yeah. in the outskirts of nowhere. And Tonks was there, <laughs> and because. He lives near me. Yeah. I got into his car. And we let Clint <laughs> go no off on his own. Because also, I couldn't listen to any more about fucking Clint's ex-girlfriend. But, but Tonks and I had that discussion at the window when we were paying for the petrol. And I was like, oh, I've got Sean in the car. And he goes, oh, I live near him. Shall I take him off your hands? And he goes... Is, take is, him off his hands. And then we both looked around at you in the car with your baseball cap on and your, your drink. And then he went... And he went, is that weird to do a changeover? And I was like, we should ask, get his consent. <laughs> I had to sign a document, which I thought was really weird at two o'clock in the morning. People trafficking the fun on the bit, motorway. The fun bit was putting a bag over your head and then just know. bundling you in another I, Yeah, I was in the boot. Which I, I thought I was just going to get the other seat. But I was kind of banging going, are we home yet? But I, honestly, I'm just getting to that age now where, like, do you drive? I do. And you find it uh, harder and harder now. I don't enjoy driving at all. Like I'll only, I don't drive outside uh, of London now. I'll only drive. Uh, I'll, I'll drive to a comedy store if I'm doing a weekend there because I don't. I don't want to get the night bus or the last tube home. Um, but otherwise, I don't. Because you're scared, yeah. Who does? Just, I just don't enjoy. Let's oh, see oh, Lewis Hamilton. Who oh. does enjoy driving? No one. No long. I can't. Long, and also, go, because I've got oh, a couple of favorite. I've got a couple of favorite roads. Oh yeah, but I bet one of the, I bet none of them are the M4. <laughs> oh, what's that M4? So thirty minutes outside London, look right, you see some Shetland ponies if you're lucky, and then going into Wales, got a nice dip, and then you see the Seven Bridge. They're the two highlights. Well, I must say that the North Circular is the most depressing road in the world. Would you not agree? We tried a little right. bit the other day. I've got to be honest. And it was shut. I know. Thank God. <laughs> I don't know what that is. I'm sure I've driven it's on the, it from I'm, North I'm London from out to everywhere. I, I'm on the. I'm. I'm a satnav generation. So to me, I, no, I you're just, the Filofax generation. <laughs> <laughs> so I just follow what the graphics that are telling me on the screen in my car. I don't know what the road is called. I just know I need to take a left in. I mean, that yards. is also written on the screen. Yeah, but <laughs> I'm paying attention. To you that. know, you should be looking at the road as well. 
So well, you will know, see. You know what? I find the graphics far more entertaining. Yeah, but than the reality and potential hazard. Let's go back of to that reality. DMT. <laughs> yeah. So what's the sitcom about then? Right. So the sitcom is called Quality Assurance, and it's loosely based on my no, it's entirely based on my experiences working in the With video sharks. games business. <laughs> uh, no, uh, I used to make video games. That's right. what I was. Um, that's what I did. So I wrote a sitcom about games testers, and where I'm not the main character. I wrote it about somebody else. And um, I wrote it, and I wasn't very good at writing sitcom scripts, and even though I'd put effort into learning it. And then once Tim came on board, it, it really it got better. And then I was so in So Tim's written it. Yeah, Tim. Uh, <laughs> well done, Tim. It's Tim's show. <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, yeah. Good luck with that, Tim. <laughs> no, I've written the contract. It's all my idea, and uh, Tim gets to be in the credits. No, without Tim, it wouldn't have happened. And then what, I went to film Fried, which is a sitcom I just did with Katie Wicks, who you've previously had yeah. on the show. And uh, and being on that show exposed me. I was on, you know, to like this is how a sitcom gets made. This is six proper episodes, and uh, we're reading the scripts all the time. And then after I came back from that, I was like, right, you know what? I now really know how to make this punchy. Finished the scripts off, showed it to people. Everyone said it was, you know, everyone that Tim and I showed it to said we're not interested and we don't like these characters. Blah 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 blah. And then Tim were like, well, we really like it, so I'm just going to make it. I'm just going to find a way to make. I can make a teaser trailer. I've got enough resources and friends that we can make a teaser trailer and try crowdfund for a pilot and the moment I said those words and I committed to it I kid you not producer fell out of the sky the camera the equipment all the resources every single thing that we needed fell out of the sky you, know, you thought the about of are you sure you weren't on drugs <laughs> <No>. <laughs> none of this is actually happening we start filming in January <laughs> fell out of the this sky this producer that came out of the sky <laughs> yeah, sat, what's was that like James Bond <laughs> sat on the end of my bed my <laughs> he had these lovely golden work rings with me at Sega we both used to work at Sega together and he had uh, left the games industry and he's become a digital content producer and he, he was worked on campaigns for Game of Thrones DZP for is another drug you should try. and so when I told him I'm like hey look I've got this script he looked at it and went I want to produce it I'm like great now we need a DOP he got that we need it's a sound drug guy. we got try. that we got everything so I'm just really I want to share no, my excitement with people yeah that's great I no. want you guys to know that anything but, you want to do is entirely possible yeah, man, five minutes around it. you I feel like I've been to a, like a Tim Robbins that's no, Tony seven, Robbins Tony right. is it <laughs> damn <laughs> it <laughs> Tim Robbins is the actor from Nothing to Lose in the Short but, oh that's what I meant what I want to know is like when you make it, what are you going to do with it? Right, so we're going to make the teaser trailer. Yeah. Right, and then we're going to start a crowdfunding campaign to get people from the games industry and uh, um, friends of mine to crowdfund to, for us to raise the money to make a pilot episode. Yeah. Right, and then we go make, and we'll easily do that. We'll easily. Yeah, do but that. what are you going to do with it then? Oh, then take it to uh, people like Netflix and Amazon Prime um, and go, look, we've got this show. Um, do you want to buy it? And you know what? And maybe they won't. Maybe they'll shut it down there and then go, we're not interested. But you know what? I would have got that far in my dream. And if it means I can only get that far, I'll take it, man. Hey, I'm giving you a round of applause. <laughs> oh, bless you. <laughs> Clint, you didn't work in the games industry. Mate. You worked in a bank, didn't you? <laughs> I did, yeah. yeah. Did I tell you that? Yeah. Oh, right. It was a long journey. <laughs> yeah, but you're in the boot. <laughs> You've got quite a loud voice when you're on. <laughs> Sean! <laughs> used to work in a bank! <laughs> but you strike me as just not the kind of person who would work in a bank. Yeah, I got. I did get some complaints. Yeah, got a few complaints. Were you, like, behind the counter? No, I was on the phones, so people would phone up and say... Uh, you know, move money around, or there was mainly complaints. There's a lot of complaints. I had a guy phone up once and go. Uh, he was South Wales, so he went uh, uh, right to sixty quid in my account. 
and I need that back. His girlfriend <laughs> had put 60 quid inside. She's, she's being nice. I'm looking at his account, and I'm thinking, you are three grand overdrawn without an overdraft. You're fu- there's nothing I can do. And then I went, yeah, I'm afraid I can't do anything there. And he goes, I'm not being funny, but it's either uh, you give me that 60 quid or it's sell drugs or kill someone. <laughs> I was like, whoa! <laughs> like, how are you going to make money from murder? But, <laughs> did they did start off by going... Uh, these calls will be uh, recorded for training purposes. <laughs> well, that was the thing that scared me after the call because I went, surely you don't need to kill anyone. Man with your financial problems, mugging is what you should be looking at. <laughs> and then I went, let me get you through to the financial help team, patch him through. And to the police. <laughs> no, it was just, we got a, fi- a crisis team and that. So I patched him through and then I thought, I should report that, but then they're going to listen to that call. I'm not going to report that. So that, oh. that went off. Well, because you felt you didn't deal with it really well. What, because I suggested mugging? Yeah, sure. <laughs> I thought that was a joke, so you actually said that to him. Yeah, I well, because I, I was trying to scale him back. From, I wasn't advocating mugging, <laughs> yeah. but I'm going, if you're about to kill someone, you don't have to kill them. Yeah. Just get them their jewellery. <laughs> jewellery. So, we're back in the 18th century again. Give me your jewellery. And your purse of money, sir. Yeah. But, so, how long did you work in the bank for? Uh, 18 months. Yeah. So, I find you, as I say, I only got to know you recently. I find you fascinating, like, because you said your name, but your first name your parents gave you, but your second name, because you hate your dad so much, you changed. (laughs) (laughs) Your eyes just (laughs) glimmer there. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, I changed my name. I changed my name. But by deed poll or...? Yeah, by deed poll, when I was, like, 16, I think. Wow. My mum finally kicked my dad out, and then, uh, yeah, 16, I was like, yeah, we are, I'm a new man. Wow. But why did you pick such a shit surname? <laughs> because it was just a choice between me, my mum and my sister, and I thought oh, it'd be nice to have the same initial, and then we'd just go through the phone book, and it was just full of Edwards. It was like, that seems popular. That, you're, it's just a Welsh thing. And you're, you're from Hertfordshire, aren't you? Yeah. So what's this, like... Dude, you could have been Clint Optimus Prime. Yeah. Could have been, but I wasn't taking DMT back then. <laughs> But Edward is such a... Yeah, well, the name I changed it from wasn't that great either. It's OK. What was that? I'm not saying. Was it Patel? Secret. It was Patel. Well, you know, very popular name, if you've noticed. <laughs> yeah, and there's a lot of them in the phone book as well. <laughs> but um, Where was your dad in the late 70s? <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it's a tricky one, this. I don't know where I should go with this. How? All right, so this self-imposed how, witness relocation. Can I ask you a personal question? Uh, I haven't tried it, but if you've got any heroin, I'd love to. <laughs> <laughs> no, because um, cause you're still getting over uh, a love, aren't you? A love, yeah. yeah. Oh, you can ask me about that. Yeah. No, it was sad, actually, because on that car journey, you were with her for eight years. Yeah, just over eight years. And yeah. then she just all of a sudden gave you the flick. Yeah. I mean, you've made that sound very flippant. <laughs> I'm trying to bring it down a bit so you don't start crying again. (laughs) Crying again. Look, that was rain on the inside of the car again. Heading to Bristol going, I don't know if I can do this show, Sean. (laughs) Are you single then? Um, I am. I I met someone recently, but I I always tend to... But she doesn't listen to this, so yeah, I am single. She doesn't because she doesn't live in this country. So, um, Where does she live? It's I, a shark. I can't give away... Uh, it's a shark. It's a, I don't want to give away the country because um, then other another comedian might know exactly who I'm talking about. 
What? Um, Fuck that shit. What country? Just, what? Uh, it's somewhere, somewhere in How Europe. How well known is this girlfriend of yours? Somewhere, you can't name a country. Oh, uh, yeah. oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Germany. Oh, yeah, I know her. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Somebody I... Tra- yeah, so anyway, I was doing... Helga. I, I, was, doing, yeah. I, I was doing a gig <laughs> abroad uh, somewhere in Europe, and I met a nice lady. You were doing a gig? Yeah, we were doing a gig. Yeah. And we had a nice little romance, and we t- uh, said, right, we're going to try and continue this and make this work long distance. I'll come and visit, you'll come and visit, and then we can go and, you know, whatever... Etc. 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 We go to the aquarium. Um, that would yeah. be nice. Yeah, yeah, we t- Pop over shelves. and take some drugs. Do you want to take some, some of these fish? pills? <laughs> Look, I'm no, an angel. You're like an angel. <laughs> <laughs> and she was. Yeah. So I met somebody, and it was uh, it was very beneficial for both of us. Uh, we met. Uh, That's a very romantic way of putting it. Was it. Very beneficial. Yeah, very I even popped it in my file effects. <laughs> but um, so. What did she go out with another comic then? No, 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 no. Um, you know what? Just. Um, just uh, yeah, I just don't want to reveal what country she's from. But just tell us why you don't want to reveal it. Just because it might give away too much. She's very big in NATO. <laughs> I don't want to give away too. I can't tell I you what country. Like, so, yeah, yeah. It, it, it was a long bizarre. distance thing. That was you know, yeah, we got that bit. FaceTime <laughs> texting for a while, and uh, and but now it's done. It's why done. don't you want to give away the country? Well, you know, all right, all right, because I went and did a gig with. Maybe another couple of comics. Yeah. And if I give by the country and they hear about, it, then they will know what I was up to when they thought I was when I was just chilling out somewhere else. They thought you were there. looking at sharks. They thought I was in this country doing something else, whereas I was with her. But what's the problem? I just, I just rather just. Do you know what I mean? Just. That's so mysterious. Yeah. But it's like, not like they're your. I'm writing an Edinburgh show about it, so it will all. But come do you think next year? Those... Oh, wait for the Edinburgh show. <laughs> yeah. it, it was Switzerland, everyone. Oh, <laughs> uh. the Edinburgh show is Sweden. <laughs> but, um, so you think the other two comments could be annoyed that you were a girl when you said you were? What? Well, well, no, I, just, I, I felt it was a bit dishonest, but it, it felt like they're. What did they think you were doing? Just chilling out, minding my own business. <laughs> Well, you What's pretty much were that, and then yeah, but, like, we ejaculating with the presence of another human being. <laughs> what? What? You told us you were chilling, and now we find out you had an engorged erection and you had that occasionally inside another human being. What's her name? What country is it? Yeah, how dare you lie to us? Um, we're never playing with you ever again. We're never going to gig with another comic who has sex. <laughs> So, You've totally I, misunderstood the <laughs> basis of this tour. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it's it's I'd, it's, uh, it's over now, about which it, is unfortunate because um, it was really, and she was really amazing. She was like, and it didn't work out though. We, we, yeah, we just uh, it couldn't work out long term. Oh, just for whatever reason. Well, no, what 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 was the reason? What reason? You know what? All right, here's the thing. I can very easily open and share my heart, very easily, right, with somebody that I can trust. And I think she had issues with that. Uh, she she couldn't match that she found it quite difficult Clint is German <laughs> totally German <laughs> <laughs> what but then that would mean that there are gigs in Germany how yeah, there are what? no you just don't get <laughs> asked to do them <laughs> I did one in Hamburg I did one and I had a, and they offered me a non-alcoholic beer which looked exactly like a regular beer right like the same like bottle label and everything and I go well sneaky I, Germans and so yeah <laughs> I tasted it and it was disgusting. And I went, "Oh my god!" It's like, "What is so? What does normal beer taste like?" And they go, "Oh, the same. Just it's got alcohol." And I go, "But it tastes disgusting. It just tastes disgusting." And did the other comics on the bill go? I thought you said you were just chilling. <laughs> <laughs> and you're on this non-alcoholic beer. 
<laughs> why, why are you lying all the time? <laughs> to everybody. Yeah. The sitcom's I'm, just completely I'm, made up. I'm very quick to open my heart. I won't tell you where I was last night. <laughs> I was just in, chilling. In, 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 yeah, in a relationship. But yeah, it was... Uh, yeah, so why didn't it uh, work out then? For, for that reason, you know, I just... How, how long did you know her for? Non-alcoholic beer. How long did you know her for? What, beforehand? Yeah. No, met, met her it's really difficult to have one night stands on non-alcoholic yeah, beer. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, I've drunk so many of these. <laughs> I'm still sober, but I feel sick. No. So, so we met when I was doing the gig, and yeah. then we kept it going for a few months. A few but, months, OK. Um, what, did you go over and visit her in well, Sweden? I was about to, but then it, it suddenly became on and off, and then... Um, nice. And all of that. Saw that. What was that? Just dropped in Sweden, and you went, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sweden, everyone. But, so... And what she just said, no. Not exactly. I think. What did she say? Nine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was just that. Like I, I was, I was all about like you know we can really make this work, and this is. Uh, I very easily share too, uh, too, she too much. And yeah. It was, uh, it was, and she, she's that she couldn't do that, and also, and she kind of looked at it ultimately it would mean, you know, how if if it goes goes any further, would it mean how would, how do we live? Did you um, talk about your sitcom a lot? <laughs> well, you know what? She was really interested. In it. Did you mention Tim <laughs> Clark quite a lot? <laughs> so, um, Did you want a threesome with her and Tim Clark? Oh, na- you know what? You've seen right through me. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't very good at sex, but then I got Tim Clark on board, and he what? came in and he, he was a structured it. Yeah, he just structured, <laughs> structured the whole it. sex thing. He sorted me right out. I'm now no longer the main player. I am a. I am a I'm just a walk-on. Um, yeah, ultimately, it would mean that oh, if mate. things progressed. That sh- I guess she would have to come and live in the UK because you know this is where my life is. And even Tim. though I'm going to travel and do well, stuff. Well, why couldn't you not just live in Sweden w- w- uh, or, or the country she's from? Because hey, man, Britain is like you know the best place. Have you ever tried learning that language? I mean, was it one of the ones offered to you at school? No, definitely not. Give us school. a few of the words that you learned. <laughs> not giving what, was the, what was the very last thing she said to you in person? Tell us and do the accent. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> was it on email that she broke up with you, or was it a phone call? It was text. Text? Yeah. What a bitch. <laughs> so it's quite expensive that was our, calling that, that into was a, That was a primary <laughs> yeah. form of community. So we FaceTimed uh, quite a lot, and then texting. Did you s- Skype, whatever the Yeah, was. and all of that. And um, But, you know, it's, it's, it's just got to move on, right? Yeah. Have you had Skype sex? Say that's a trend, because no. no. he hasn't moved on. <laughs> I have moved on. I've moved on. I'm a free agent, baby. It was just because it was six and a half months ago yesterday. I'm not, count- <laughs> not counting anymore, sure. I'm not counting. Not counting. You have to move on. I stopped counting at six and a half months. <laughs> that's it. I've stopped counting at six and a half months. But he, he had a chance for a date uh, at the weekend, and he didn't take it. It's true. Why not? Uh, just because... Where would that go? It's like that old to the movies, to the movies. <laughs> uh, yeah, just because it's like, yeah, because I'm just not over my ex. It's yeah, not unfair it to me to go to someone else. Hi, oh, you seem really nice and unburdened with <laughs> someone's <laughs> emotional baggage. Have some of mine. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, well, that happens with age, though. That happens with age. Yeah, you're always going to have baggage after a certain period of time. Yeah. Do you know, know what really helps, dude? You know, uh, Phil Nickel put me onto a book called that Artist's <laughs> When you Way. said, do you know what really helps? <laughs> Phil Nickel put me onto uh, 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 DMT. Uh, is it, no, a book called The Artist's Way. Oh, I've heard of that. Oh, dude. It's a just, bit religious. 
No, we don't. It is a bit religious. All, I, didn't, all I, I got told about that is that every right every day, every, right, right yeah. at least three pages of A4 every day. And then there's fine. the page where it goes. Oh, and so thank what's it God about? The so it's based. I, I guess it's like a book that if you're an artist to help you dis- uh, uh, fill up your well of creativity, if you like. And one of the I think that was a bit of close to that. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things that help if you write every day, just like a journal, write every day, write three pages of A4 every day, and just let it out. And if you do, it, it has to be A4, day, yeah. Yeah, because you're cheating if it's any smaller. Right. right. And it just allows you to... So think about this. Every morning you That's wake up... That's why I'm so depressed. Take, I've been yeah. using an A5 pad. <laughs> every day I've you wake up... I've been using a notebook. You take I'm a, fucked. You know, you take a poo every morning, right? Because you get it out what? of the system. Is that so part of it? We don't do that with our minds. We, we, we build up so much toxicity in our minds of what, what's happened, what things mean, what somebody said, and it builds up there. But every morning... Oh, you, you say poo, you the way past this is doing mind shits? Yes. Okay. Take a massive mind shit every morning. So yeah. what is your religion? Then, <laughs> no, because you, you, you're being Warner quite Brothers. spiritual. <laughs> Warner Brothers, by the sounds of it. <laughs> Warner Brothers. <laughs> I just imagine in your head it's da 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 Praying, <laughs> <laughs> and if they found out that, you know, I was just chilling on a rug, and they they find out what are you doing down there, just chilling, <laughs> definitely not having sex with this woman on a rug. <laughs> so you want everyone to know that you're just chilling all the time? Yeah, right? so I know I'm chilling, man. Everything, everything's good. Everything is just cool. It doesn't sound it. Sounds like you're in big trouble. Really. <laughs> Well, you know, you're reading these spiritual books. I read a lot. I read a lot. I I, I read a, uh, a mix of everything. I, I like to read a mix of uh, scientific stuff and spiritual stuff. I'll give you an example. So you I, mean I, sci-fi? No, <laughs> no, two different, two separate ones. You mean scientific ones. facts? Scientific facts and then spiritual stuff as well. So right. I'll give you an example. Like Malcolm Gladwell and like Freakonomics and Matthew Syed, people who do stuff on like, uh, you know, the, the science of peak performance and how people have turned around, you know, small business or a big you need a girlfriend. situation. Read that. And then I read spiritual stuff like the Celestine Prophecy, which I'd highly recommend. Tell us. Which is fiction. Tell us a scientific fact that really blew your mind recently. That blew my mind. Uh, I think something maybe from the Freakonomics. Um, but, oh, here's, uh, here's a story. So... This is from Malcolm Gladwell's David and Goliath. So the story of David and Goliath, which he is... didn't write that. <laughs> that was <What> the Bible. <laughs> oh, oh, no one's really read this for a while. Yeah, so uh, here's he, another one. He gives an exposition on that story. It goes the story of David and Goliath, as it's kind of told in its religious narrative, is told inaccurately. Whereas really, so people think oh, David Malcolm? and Goliath all about there was this giant and this small man David, and God was on David's side, and that's why David was able to kill Goliath. It's not exactly how it went down. How it went down. <laughs> yeah, none of the Bible. <laughs> No, 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 no. There, there's obviously a lot there that you can learn from if you learn to read between Hang the lines. Hang on a minute, so that little guy bringing down a massive giant yes, just with a little learn. rock and like a shoelace, you telling me that didn't happen exactly as I've read? Read his book. How does Malcolm say it went down? Right, this is what exactly, it wasn't a shoelace. This is what happened. Okay. It wasn't a shoelace. So Goliath was a big was man and <laughs> had a lot of armour, right? He had a lot of armour on, had a massive sword and was huge. Okay. And they were to meet in a valley. Now, uh, so David's team, if Malcolm's you like, done DMT and watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> I know, yeah. Uh, David's He's, team didn't have used to work in the games industry. <laughs> to, to match Goliath. This is no, the end of the, this the, is the end of level, is it? I want to hear that. Right? Yeah. So on David's team, they didn't have 
anybody who could take Uncle Live because he was massive, he was armor plated, he had this massive sword. No one can match him, right? Now, even though David was Shepherd, he was also in their the equivalent of um, in that time. He was the equivalent of a sniper in that. So the slingshot was the one where they would spin it, not the one that you would do with like Dennis the Menace style <laughs> slingshot, right? That would uh, they would. Um, Does he actually say Dennis yeah, the Menace yeah, yeah, in it? Yeah, yeah, Which is another that, right? fable they've got so completely they wrong. Would get, uh, Masher of, wasn't that small. <laughs> they would get a bunch of rocks into a sling and spin it like this really really fast and throw yeah. it and what would happen so and that's that's what David's expertise was now but David is massive and he's you know he's the no, sorry sorry Goliath yeah, is yeah, massive come on get it uh, right so, so all this David's tiny yeah. so now they're waiting for someone from David's side to come down and match him in a sword fight but then David just turns up and he's got his sling and he's metres away metres away and he's just, Meters before the metric system, <laughs> yeah, before, right? he was meters away. Slings the rocks, okay, and, it's, and because it, he was a pretty good shot because obviously he hit him. It was an expert, right? Was a exactly. So check it out. He right. hit him, and this took him by surprise because he couldn't. His head wasn't. His head wasn't protected. Idiot. So now Goliath falls down because he's just been struck by this rock that's been traveling at the hundreds of meters a second, if you like. Yeah. Right, knocks him down, and then David just goes over there, takes his sword, takes his head off, and that's how he won. It was a strategic but that's and pretty tactical much... win, not not this. That's oh my pretty God, much God, how it's. Desert. That's right. that's how I thought. Right that's now, what I thought so happened. Has, so check this out, right? And okay. so the, in this book, David and Goliath, there's also he has many other stories of how, in our lives and in all our industries, there are always Davids and there are always Goliaths. So I'll give you an example of the impressionists who are around during the Renaissance. So what happened? Just Bobby like da- us, Bobby Davro, yeah? just like <laughs> just like Malcolm Gladwell to take one idea that's perfect for an article and then go, how can I draw this out yeah, of 300 pages? Books are great. Okay. And so, uh, not taking the, anything away. So, to give you the, the, the loose version of it, so the impressionists, they were they were a bunch of painters and stuff, right? Uh, thanks for pointing that. And out. There was a big arts exhibition. There was a, it was a big art exhibition, and they wanted to be in it. However, the art exhibition was controlled by people who controlled the business. It said, right, if you want to be in an art exhibition, you need to create this kind of art. And they're like, no, we just want to create the art we want to create. And then they said, we're going to crowd fund this. Yeah, well, what they did, they said, if they... If they Directors the were coming down from the sky. <laughs> if they played by the rules, um, by what the system wanted, then they would get to be in the exhibition. But then even then, they would be in the corner. They wouldn't be in the prime space. So what they went is, forget it. We'll paint what we want to paint, and we'll create our own exhibition, and we'll just roll with that. To hell with the, to hell with the system, and they did that, and then the impressionists were born. So true art cannot be held back. And if you truly have got something to contribute to the world in your artistic endeavour, just go out there and give it, and fuck the system. Do you want to become a preacher? At any yes, point? hallelujah. <laughs> Do you know we'll finish off because uh, um, <laughs> you know the Dead Sea, the part of the Dead Sea. Yeah. You know that was a tsunami. I, I've I've seen that documentary. Yeah. Well, well, it's in a documentary. It a documentary? Yeah. No, there was no footage. No, there, was a, there was a Discovery Channel documentary in 2006 that I saw that, about how it was a tsunami and how it made the, uh, the, the waters recede and yeah. appear. And then they're like, oh, r- r- let's scoot across here. And then it comes crashing down. Um, That's yeah, what Moses said. He says, let's all scoot across here. <laughs> 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 Listen, guys, you've been brilliant. Uh, we've ignored the professor. Um what did you want to talk about again? Well, we were going to be talking about um, the um, causes of, uh, well, the fact that uh, consuming lots of ex- having lots of exercise can reduce um, the likelihood of getting cancer, even if you drink. Well, listen, so- thank you very much for coming in. Really appreciate that. <laughs> Thanks to my guests. You've been listening to uh, Sean Hughes, Under the Radar, Go to See Live Comedy. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Albert's, now in fresh colors. 
These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.